Welcome back, Beyonders, to Tabletop and Beyond. I am your host, Justin, here with co-host Jason and Dan. Welcome to the show, boys. Good evening. And of course, we have our illustrious guest here with us tonight, Miss Darcy Bono from Darcy Bono fame. We're so happy to have you, our one of our favorite artists here on Aww. the show with us today. Thank you. She is a Congrats. killer Insta. I've been following your Insta since you were on the show last time. Oh, wow. So nice. Thank I'm, you. I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. How long was last time? Two years? Uh, yeah. Pre No, pre-COVID, I think. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. It's been a while. We're glad you a came back. Came. Thank you. No, thank you for asking me back. <laughs> right, exactly. And a lot has changed, and we're excited to talk about all the things that have happened with you. But we knew when we saw you in person at Adepticon, that like we had to get you back on the show because um, it was awesome playing Warcry with you and uh, just catching up there. So we have, I think we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, sounds uh, good. Yeah, so yeah, we're excited. But of course, as we get started, we need to get to our Geek Week. So Dan, why don't you kick us off with your Geek Week, sir? I had a, an amazingly geeky uh, RPG session. I've been GMing Star Wars RPG since like 1989 over three different systems. And I think I exceeded my own expectations on a good session. So we decided, I decided to, we were going to do a Sabacc based uh, game, a casino game. And essentially the players, uh, there's going to be three different nights and uh, three different tournaments. They're making their way up the tournament to essentially get control of Cloud City, basically. And so I had to teach all the guys how to play Sabacc. So we played, I got the cards from Galaxy's Edge and I got some downloadable rules and I got poker chips and I went, I created a dozen different gamblers that they could be dealing with. Thank you, Chad GPT. You're great at building character backstories. And uh, thanks Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Bing for some images. Hey, I'm telling you what, for RPG, make it easy. Don't make it hard on yourself. Don't make it hard on yourself. So we had lots of different gamblers. And so I have a whiteboard up by my uh, in my game room. It's magnetic. So we had all the different gamblers that they were sitting around the table with and what cards they had, you know. And so if the guy who'd hacked into the cameras was looking at one person's hand, I would flip the cards around on with them and holding everything up with magnets. And so they got to like try to bluff specific gamblers and try to knock specific guys out. And uh, let's just say we went for, we had a six hour RPG session. We started, I'm not joking. So it was really fun. So do something different. If you're RPG and you're doing something bored, introduce some wild elements to it. And uh, we had one guy who had to leave at 1130 an hour before everybody else did. He's like, I really don't want to go. <laughs> I have to get up in the morning. We're like, sorry, get out. But uh, we've got two more sequels. We're going to do it two more times. Uh, to make it more interesting. So that, that was on Saturday. We just, we had a blast. So that was my, that was the geekiest thing I've done in a long, long time. It was really geeky. That's pretty geeky. Yeah, that's pretty geeky, but it sounds, uh, sounds amazing. I even uh, bought another set of Sabat cards on Etsy because I don't like the ones I got from Disney. So there's awesome. another, Etsy's bringing me a better set. So yeah, anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Darcy, how was your geek week? Well, mine is going to kick off tomorrow. Because oh. I don't even know if this counts as geeky, just so much as like, I don't know, dorky. 
Uh, Disney has been showing the quote classics because apparently the 90s and late 80s are now classics. Yay. Right. Uh, and so I was born in 89. One of the first movies I ever saw, one of the only things we had on VHS was Beauty and the Beast, the original animated one. I'm effing obsessed with that movie. It's easily my top three favorite movies as are two of my other favorite movies are Stockholm Syndrome themed. So um, it, it, it fits, it fits, it's Phantom of the Opera, Beauty and the Beast, and Free for Vendetta. So that's that's my icebreaker bit. But, uh, but I'm going to go see Beauty and the Beast tomorrow in theaters for the first time, even though I grew up watching it on VHS. <laughs> so wow. I'm going by myself while my son's in school. Nice. Wow, Congrats. there you go. And they serve, they serve alcohol there, too. So I'm going to have a glass of wine and a big-ass thing of popcorn as a 33-year-old woman watching Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I think they know their target demographic for this. You know? Like, I, yeah. You're it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that really is it. That and, like, maybe, like, a bachelorette party. Like, the beginning of one. Like, start with the <laughs> alcohol movie theater, and then they hit the bars after they see their classic Disney fun. Yeah, I wonder if they're are they doing the original theatrical release or are they doing the extended cut original? There's what is a, the extended cut? There's an additional song that was cut from the original movie for time. It's like a three to five minute song where everyone's like out in the courtyard, like singing and dancing. And stuff. Oh, is it the human again song? Uh, I think I know what yes, you're talking I about. Yeah, because so. they put it, they yeah. put it on the DVD release. The uh, the books or the uh, the garment uh closet wardrobe, that's in yeah. Her, yeah the wardrobe yeah, that has like a about. lot more uh more scenes yeah. in that i'll i'll that let song. you know that's i totally forgot about that yeah. i'm glad you told me yeah. i'd have been like heresy and then it yeah. actually had been in the original yeah interesting anyway. that was one of my favorite uh car that was one of my favorite disney ones growing up too um i had this thing for bell right and no, uh, i mean i had a thing for the beast he, that, uh, see the hey. arms on that dude yeah right he throws a wolf so <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. My castle, wife and my game. wife uh, is a brunette as well, so you know, it uh, <laughs> kind of worked out. Hey, have a type. He has a type. <laughs> oh shit! That woman looks like Belle. <laughs> Happily married. Happily married. Six kids. <laughs> gotta fill the castle. That's this right. Fill the, castle. the West Ring, though, that's off limits. <laughs> Was it the anyway, West Ring? Is that the one that had the rose? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. It's forbidden. Yeah. Forbidden. All right, that's my shit. That does sound pretty geeky, uh, and uh, I wish you all the joy and happiness that will come yes. from your uh, your adventure tomorrow for sure. Cool, thanks, J Jason. How was your geek week, buddy? I think uh, I know how it was. Uh, yes, I bet you do. I spent a lot of time painting. Um, I'm trying to share my screen, but I think it's going to share my whole screen here. Let me see. Uh, oh, window. I can share a window. That's right. All right, man. So can you get, oh, you got to, Justin, you got to let it in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. So many, so many lashings on this terrain. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's just one piece. And that's just one piece, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, I spent the whole night, uh, Sunday night, just painting lashings on this stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I like um, oh I don't know it, it's uh, gonna load or not here there we go I do like the uh, ultimate scheme that I have going for this thing I don't know why that little mm -hmm. pop up is showing up there apologize for that but you can kind of see right so I it's just it's just that white color that's right there which is just a white primer it's kind of an off white like a cream primer and then I just throw a a, a black and green um, 
oil wash over top of it. And that's what it came out with. So wow. super easy. And I feel like it, it gave it a, a nice kind of uh, bamboo that's aging mm-hmm. uh, look to it. So I'm really, um, I'm really happy. And it's going to make painting that bamboo like way fast. Because uh, so, I got to get all that terrain painted for Nova Nova Open. Are you going through and individually painting all the lashings? Nope. Oh, the lashings? Done? Yes. Yeah, okay. Never again. Never again. Uh, but uh, the bamboo, I just, I'm just i just slopping it on with the it's brush, right? Yeah. And just pushing it into the corners and stuff. And you've got some bone coloring down there, too. That looks cool. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of bone. I haven't actually... Um, this, um, this I hit with a black and green oil wash. Mm-hmm. Um, this I'm going to hit with a black and brown oil wash to kind of give it kind of a dirty and then slop it uh, just a little up over the edge so it looks like the ground, you know, just kind of getting it dirty and muddy there. But I do have a question. So that was my Geek Week. But I do have a question. What color would you paint the trees to to look good with that color of a bamboo? What do you think? Uh, addressing anyone? Definitely Darcy. Any- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be expert in the room Everyone. Everyone. Would, uh, if you want to do it quick, I would do basilicanum gray because it's this nice, like, warm brown gray if you want to stick with that earthy tone. Okay, warm brown gray. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, it's just straight. It's it's literally like the color of tree bark it, itself, like that okay. gr- grayish brown color. And you can just slop it on, put a little bit of lami and medium in there so it's not like it can get kind of like oil, like a, a motor oil color if it really saturates. So as long as you mm. spread it around, it gives a good like tree bark color. Um, or you could go the fleshy route and it was if you want to that would take a little while i was gonna say you can always do green like do that green that you've got and then dry brush it with a ivory and then once you put a red wash over top it turns it this gross like fleshy brown if you want to go the flesh gnarled wood that sounds cool but like way too long it takes yeah if you want to do it quick (laughs) i would i would just slap slap on basilicanum gray yeah cool cool all right that's what i'll do but uh, that was my geek week man lots of lashings Yes, indeed. And it looks—it um, actually looks okay. If I were to zoom in, really in, you would notice that by the end, I was just taking the brush and going, "Looks like there's one there. Looks like there's one there. Looks like there's one there." You know, I gave up by the I end. I think I yeah. think you can get away with that with terrain, right? Like terrain mm-hmm. supposed to be a background piece, and so like, um, uh, I'll, I'm <clears> going <throat> to move to mine real quick and, and commenting on yours, Jason. Um, that uh, like the I, I was also doing a lot of terrain. Um, and so here, I'm going to show you, see, oh, there's like my hobby setup that I have right there. Um, but I was working on the ziggurat, right. For the war cry. And I will hold that a little bit closer. I got the green, like some green, I got to do the bamboo on it and stuff like that. And the gem in the middle, but I did some green with some dry brushing and, um, decided to go with like a little bit of autumn feel on mm-hmm. there, you know, just to give it cool. some nice contrast. But all of those like little tree branches, Jason, I was just going like, z- 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 <laughs> you know, like I was not getting in like every little corner. Yeah. Can see yeah. some of the green on some of them still right now, but I'm like, you know, at like three feet away, cause nobody's going to pick up the terrain and be like, yeah. oh, wow, it's really amazing. You know, like three feet away, you're like, Oh wow, that looks really great. So, um, but I'm there with you. I've got, two boxes that I'm working on. So I have five trees, five trees that I have to do with all the bamboo lashings and all that stuff. So I I almost bought that box. Yeah. Uh, Then I didn't. And then the places I was going to buy it at sold out. So did I miss out on a good Warcry box by not picking that one up? The the one that had this in it? Yeah. This was one of my least favorite boxes, actually. Okay. 
Okay. So so I should I hold think, out just a little longer. I would only get it if you really like the aren't like the war bands that were in it. And if it, you didn't it like had it, like storm it had Stormcast in it, right? Yeah, and I think those are gonna be coming out here soon in their own box. So in their own like, box. The terrain okay. though wasn't like unfortunately GW's model over the last year has been we're gonna give you less but charge you more. Okay. So yeah. you know, like if you look at the heart of Gur box, um, two of these boxes that I'm doing equaled that one box. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Just as much, if not more, than the Heart of Gur box. In terms of terrain? In terms of terrain. Yeah. Quantity. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So, yep. And I'm not... Like, I think the terrain's cool. Um, it's kind of hard to play with, though. Like, Jason and I, like, we end up catching sleeves and wrists and stuff on it all the time. Like, I need to weight down the trees, I think, a little bit, because they are really tipsy. Um, they're kind of top-heavy. And they're super spindly, so they'll catch, like... A, a you know sweatshirt cuff or something like that if you're if you're doing it and all the terrain will then fall over because they're all connected by bridges and stuff like that <laughs> so um so it can get a little like i i'm eager to see the reveal at war cry because rumor is, is that we're moving into a new realm, a new realm. Hmm, darcy you seem to like uh, be smiling oh. about no this, huh? no <laughs> i was hoping that's actually i don't know about that and i'm hoping for that um yeah as much as i like gur I'm with you on the terrain in Gur. It's it's, nah, it wasn't my thing. I hope yeah. they go back to the big stone ruins. Mm. Those like that starter box from that the came starter out box was, original. Mm -hmm. So amazing. Yeah. Like you know. So I, I a found lot a guy, of good terrain. Yeah, I found a guy selling one online, assembled, not prime, not painted. I went, oh my god! <laughs> like snapped that up right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, my Geek Week has just been getting ready for the Nova Open. Darcy, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Jason and I are the tournament organizers for the Grand Tournament. I did not know They're at the Nova Open. So we will be running a 32-person tournament. So um, it's tournament, going to be yeah. the biggest Warcry tournament in North America ever. Non-narrative. And that's on yeah, Thursday. Right? No, even with the narrative, I know they advertise 40, 40 spots, but they all have only ever maxed out at at twenty. So. Oh well, so if we get everyone, then we'll uh, we'll set yeah. a Guinness record, right, for Warcry in the U.S. Yeah, on for, the third US, the yeah. third Thursday of no, I'm just kidding, but yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, the um the uh, the Warhammer World, I think they had a bigger tournament. I think they had like forty eight or something like that. Yeah, but, well, that's I mean, that's where those guys all are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of cheating, planted at their headquarters in their cool halls and all yeah. that stuff. They probably had Henry Cavill walk through and you know, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably jealous. <laughs> okay, Kalel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but we're excited for the Nova Open. We just got to get ready for it. So you know, we're painting like crazy at this point, just to make sure that it's all ready. Yep. Damn. You know, so yeah, that's pretty much I'm, our geek. I'm week. sad I'll miss it now. Damn it. Uh, have you well, ever been up you to the Nova Open, Darcy? <laughs> no, and we're in Tennessee, so geographically we could make it, but my husband's going to be out of town that week, or he'll, he'll be just getting back in town that mm -hmm. week, and it wasn't really going to work out. His, it, We just got here in June, so his job is kind of all over the place right now. Um, so he's been gone a good chunk yeah. of, like, off and on for the past, like, month, basically. The The timing of the nova open is a double-edged sword because it's right over labor day weekend and people have kids that are going back to school yeah. kids that are leaving for school like for college like 
it, the timing is like you're either totally free or you're not free at all. Like it doesn't seem to be like some yeah. in-betweens, you know, with it. And so um, it's just kind of funny how that works out. But you should come and teach some seminars sometime. Yeah, totally. Oh, no. Gosh. Do it, Darcy. I don't – I'm not good at teaching. I can barely explain things to myself. So. Well, then just sit up there <laughs> I, and paint something with a camera on you. That's oh, it. that's even yeah. worse. Then I'm and have a bunch of attitude. The rest of us will be like, what did she do? What did she just do there? I don't Listen. have attitude. In <laughs> Unless there's something that pisses me off, I'm generally very calm. But oh, I'll let you know if it pisses me off. <laughs> so Sam Lenz, I have been to one of his courses there where he literally just sat down and painted a zombicide model and just like expounded on the things of life. And people were eating it up. Didn't say like, that's all he did. I could probably work with that. that like he was there. just painting, and he's like, and you know, I mean, it was like his, you know, typical Bob Ross like chill style, you know, yeah. where he's like, and we're just gonna add a little bit of green here. But you know, I was thinking that like sometimes when the wind rushes through the trees, and, I mean, like you know, it's just like you're like cool, like you know, like it was very, uh, very casual, serene ambiance that he had going on so we can get some plants and a little water feature going for you darcy <laughs> right exactly it could be you could do everybody could sit on the floor i could i could probably work with that <laughs> get some get some like alt rock early 2000s music going oh yeah <laughs> yes. i yes. i guarantee you whatever classes you put up you'd sell out i guarantee it yeah but then i i, I have this like I don't know, expectation to perform kind of thing. Okay. Because All like right, if I'm true. if someone is like parting with their money, there's already an expectation after yeah. that. Whether yeah. it's to learn or to have fun. And then I've gotta like make sure I meet that uh, or I'll feel like pressured to meet that. I don't know. I think I'm too much of a hermit. I'm literally in a basement right now and have been every time I've been painting. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. I can tell you that the classes at Nova have um because I this is where I started, right? In terms of painting. In fact, I was running an RPG in 2018 and nice. I wanted some models to put on the table. And I started, I was like, these models from Games Workshop are exactly what I want. Now I need to learn how to paint them. So I started watching YouTube videos and then I was like, oh, this Nova Open thing. In fact, I think Dan, you were the one that told me about it because Dan was playing an X-Wing tournament. And so I went and I took um, a class uh, from Sam took a couple classes from him that weekend i didn't even play i just took painting classes the whole weekend took a classroom a couple classes from sam um from roman lapat yeah like yeah. he was there that was amazing right it was he had a whole color theory class that was amazing um i took a class from vince venturella i didn't i had no idea who he was i'm just like it's available you know and he felt he was so funny he was like uh like you guys may know me from YouTube, and I'm like, I have no idea who you are, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's no? been on the show. He's yeah. been on the show since then. So, yeah, Did yeah, you tell him much. that in that episode? I didn't know who you were. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you much, mentioned so. that. I think you but I'm just that. saying that, like, I would go to those classes, and then I took some of the GW classes that, like, Duncan was teaching back oh, wow. when Duncan was still there. Yeah. And I love Duncan to death, but it was very much, like, color by numbers in those GW classes. Yeah, I had a feeling it you know? would be. And it was so funny because I went from like <clears> Sam's <throat> class of like how to wet blend. And then I went to the GW class on how to paint skin. And I was like, why is this not working? You know what I mean? Because it was like paint by numbers rather than like the techniques that Actual Sam was showing. Yeah. And so it was, it, you know, your, your mileage varies um, at those, you know, painting classes. So it's, it's kind of interesting. 
So we'll see. I think you could do it. Maybe when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let Dan. You got some news for us, I think, right? Welcome to Tabletop and Beyond News. I'm so happy it's back. We missed it it's last back. time. I'm we went to lose without the music anymore for some reason. It's terrible. It's just on my cell phone, and it always has been. Uh, we don't be. like to a drop. There's no Chiron. There's nothing. It's just Dan jamming his phone into his microphone, grooving <laughs> to it. That's right, man. Low tech. It's kind of low his tech thing now. It's low tech, of, high life. If we try to make it fun. better, it would. If we try to make it better, it actually make it worse. I know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Okay, so we love box sets. I've got box set news and a little bit of Wizards of the Coast news. This is all RPG stuff. Um, for those who are familiar with the N-World guys, if you've heard of the Ennies at, um, uh, at Gen Con, you've heard of N-World. They're, that's from uh, Ian World Publishing. They have their own version of 5th edition called Level Up, Advanced 5th Edition. And uh, they've got... They've got multiple books and supplements. This is the, the philosophy is this fifth edition is really good. Let's do like a harder, more crunchy version of it for people who really want to get more uh, crunch out of their game. So um, that was one of the game books that got, um, you know, eaten up early in COVID plus the OGL debacle with Wizards of the Coast. Ever, all their stuff flew off the, the uh, shelves, but they have a new box set coming out. They have a new starter box, and I put a link to it in chat. Um, and uh, it has uh, a three-part adventure, uh, five regenerated characters uh, featuring the new player options and character abilities that are unique to five up. And they have 91 cardboard tokens for heroes, villains, and monsters. And that is going to go on Kickstarter very soon. These guys really understand D&D. Uh, Russ, who is the head of uh, N Publishing, has worked on several of several of the older editions of D and D, uh, and has been a, a heavy contributor to the com community and has published multiple RPGs as an indie publisher. And so, I give them a, a huge boost. The other uh, box set that is coming out, our very good friends at Free League Publishing, announced a Dragon Bane box set. Uh, now this is a redo of a of a um, Swedish uh, 1982 uh, RPG that they're re-releasing. So I didn't know if you wanted to put any of those up on the screen for our viewers. So this is the one from Free League. Um, Jason was this guy. You were the duck guy. Yeah. Oh, I was a. Um, I was a. I was a mallard. Uh, cool. I, I was a uh, what was I? Oh, I was a blacksmith mallard. That's right. Yeah. So, Dar uh, Darcy, we played this RPG at uh, Gen Con. Cool. So you can get the box set. Uh, it's um, it's gonna have its own set of polyhedral dice and cards and folios and um, uh, miniature. Those are not minis. Those are I think those are cardboard. Yeah. Uh, stand-ups. Uh, it is not a D20 system. It's like a 2D20 system, and you guys played it more than I did. Uh, it's a D20, but it's a yeah. roll-up. Oh, sorry, it's a D20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's a roll low d20. So yeah. if you want something D&D-esque, if you want fantasy-esque, but not D&D specifically, we love our friends at Free League, and this is a very old game getting a, a whole bunch of new love, which is fantastic. Um, the third piece of news... So let me just ask oh. something real quick, Dan. The um, reason why it feels so much like D&D, and when we had Thomas uh, or Tomas on the show from Free League... He told us that the reason why this feels so much like D&D is that back in the 70s and the 80s, they never translated D&D into Swedish. And so they created their own D&D, and that's what Dragonbane essentially is. And they were able to secure the rights and kind of republish it um, and kind of give it a little bit of a glow up um, for it. And uh, it's it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun with it, but it it had a... Uh, D feel, but it was not a reskin of D D. Like, and I think that that's an important point to note. Like, it did, it did not, it was not a 5e, you know, setting knockoff. It's not game. like the the orc license or something like that. It's its own, yeah. it's its own separate pedigree of rules and, and fun stuff like that. Yeah, so we, uh, we got lucky. We got to play RGM was Mr. Dragon Bane himself. Yeah, which a uh, really well-known guy in the Dragonbane community. I think we were his like fiftieth or sixtieth session that he had run of Dragonbane, and the game, you know, was like a fairly new release or re-release. So, really, really fun, a lot of fun. Uh, the content is available now on uh, digitally on Drive Through RPG for twenty four ninety five. If you want the full version, you it's you can get it in paper for $49.99. Uh, this is an article for those watching on YouTube. Uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, has begun releasing third-party content on D&D Beyond, and this is a big deal. So the first bit of content on D&D Beyond that's not Wizards of the Coast is coming from Darrington Press, which is the Critical Roles guys. So they have a source book that's available. It'll have, you know, magic items, creature stat blocks, feats, subclasses, backgrounds, all of those cool things that go along with Critical Role. So for those who are interested in that, that, that is available now on D&D Beyond. I think this is Wizards showing that they do care about third-party content and they're willing to, to put it on their new uh, flagship offering, that which will be D&D Beyond. So... Interesting RPG news. I don't have any miniature wargaming news. Sadly, I'm empty-handed. Usually, Justin, before we hang up the phone on the news, says, oh, 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 there's a thing that's come out. <laughs> but because he is running Warcry, he's praying that nothing new comes out for Warcry between now and Nova Open. Well, so. it was confirmed today with the reveal of that Ardboy boss. Mm. Um, that comes out. Look at Darcy's face. You were ready to paint that. I, I, I am. Yes. I might, <laughs> I'm going to revert him back to my ice jaws, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, good. I mean, amazing model reveal <clears throat> that came out today was the um, Iron Jaws uh, Ardboy boss, which is kind of interesting because that's usually like the, you know, battle line foot soldiers that they have. Um, and they made a big announcement that uh, they're going to be doing a huge reveal at the Nova Open that included Warcry. It included um, a lot of Age of Sigmar. I think we're going to see a brand new Iron Jaws line is what I'm thinking, which mm. is exciting. Because we saw sort of that new pig model, right? The the yes. Grunta oh, boss, yes. right? So Or the Ma, Ma Grunta is what they called it. And so I think that we're going to see a lot of really good stuff, which is cool because I think that they've needed a little bit of a, a, a refresh 
Um, them and the bone splitters. I've got a soft spot in my heart for bone splitters, but they need they need a bit of a refresh too. So, you know. Anyway, um, so but yeah, so I, I feel I can sleep easy tonight, Dan, knowing that Warcry will not come out until the night before the Nova Open, which will not impact our <laughs> tournament. And all the guys will be like, "Hey, are we going to use the new thing?" <laughs> Yeah, right. No, exactly. we're not. You can't change your lists. No, we're not. Yeah, I think I think that they're going to use the Nova Open to announce the new setting. Yeah. Um, yeah so, but you know, gamers, they'll want they'll want they'll yeah. want to proxy the new thing during the tournament. You know, they'll do that. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> see. There's no rules for them at that point. So. You're the boss. You could just say, yeah. "No, man, no. We have to draw the line in the sand somewhere. This is what we're exactly. doing." We already did. Line, no. Yeah. The line yeah. in the sand is two weeks before the Nova Open event, which yeah. has already passed. So, yep. you know, nothing new at this point. So, anyway, uh, right. thank you for the news, Dan. We appreciate it. You're and uh, let's get to our main topic, which is Darcy. Darcy, um, thank you again for coming on the show and talking to us about um, all things you. So, the last time we were talking to you, uh, painting was still kind of a um, like a hobby plus for you i don't know that you had really maybe you were doing some commissions like here or there but i don't know that you'd really sort of dipped your toe into the professional side of painting fully maybe you tested the waters just a little bit but um since then i think that you've been going pretty pretty hard right so why don't you give us a little update as to what you've been up to well we moved from utah which is the last place we were when i had talked to you um Moved from there to Tennessee because my husband's in the Air Force. Uh, we're originally from Virginia, so it's great. We're close to home. It's, that that has not been an adjustment at all. Um, so got a new studio set up, everything, and my son starts first grade. Uh, so we started just last week, two weeks ago. But uh, now that he's in school full time, I'm painting again. So I'm very happy, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I've been doing full-time commissions while he's at school. I will paint the entire time and remember to eat lunch uh, eventually. (laughs) And we'll work on that in addition to the um, games workshop stuff that they sent me. What kind Um, of commissions do you get? Are are these people or companies or what? um, I've done company stuff before, um, but I get kind of bogged down. Like it ends up being like a whole Mm. like series of things. And I'm not, that's like the equivalent of like army painting, Mm. which I try not to do as much anymore. It's just not my thing. I I'm way too um, easily distracted. (laughs) So um, I'm like, well, there's a unit palette cleanser. There's a unit palette cleanser. So Mm -hmm. I need, I need diversity in like everything I paint. Um, so it's mostly individuals, um, being in Utah, there was a huge, I I don't know why no one knows why a huge Warhammer community there. Um, so was not want for, for work. Hmm. Um, and it was really cool getting to see like my stuff in tournaments that people had like commissioned me to do. And then I'd show up to like take pictures and stuff and just experience the the tournaments and talk to everyone, um, and be like, Oh, Hey, that's the thing I painted. (laughs) That's awesome. So um, there's a there's a direct correlation between the lack of bars and the increase of gamers in Utah. So <laughs> that might, you might have solved it. That actually might be. <laughs> we can reverse engineer what's happening. We're we're we know the community very very well. <laughs> I think you hit it right on the head. <laughs> but I've no, got a, uh, but I've got a pretty no, active ahead. community here in Tennessee as well. Because um, I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I mean, we're right outside Knoxville, maybe like 30, 40 minutes. 
and you know that's a fairly college town so it's like mm, yep, there the, you go. yeah so it's it's a pretty active community here as well cool nice. They just had NashCon too yes. um, this last yep. weekend. Yep. Um, which was, you know, obviously a big, big Warhammer tournament. So I don't know. You probably with your husband out of town. Yeah, he he was out of town for that, and then the week he got back, his uh, his mom visited here. So we've uh, been kind of, we've been doing a lot. So yeah. <laughs> so now that now that it's just back to normality, I'm like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you you kind of mentioned st doing stuff for GW, and um, I noticed over the last year or so, your name popping up quite a bit in the Warhammer community articles, right? Like, hey, check out these amazing, uh, you know, paint jobs uh, from our amazing community painters, Darcy Bono, Darcy Bono, Darcy Bono, Darcy Bono, you know, and so <laughs> like, uh, I, I've noticed it quite a bit. So um, maybe walk us through the process. Like, how did how did you at one come to the attention of the great James Workshop out there, right? And um, how did he how did he pluck you out from obscurity and uh, and uh, bring you to such prominence here? That was a very dramatic but accurate way of putting that. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, basically, I got a message on Twitter one day, a direct message that I really really was afraid was a scam at first, and the only thing that convinced me it wasn't was that the um, the games workshop like email but not the domain but the thing that comes at the end of the of the email the dot com yeah. part i was like oh that looks like a legit like end to an email <laughs> um was from it was didn't from, say like, like dot are you no it wasn't dot gmail or dot this is definitely a scam it was it was whatever their like official like business email handle yeah. thing is i used to know that word but um but i saw that but anyway they they messaged me and they're like hey it's the marketing director do you want to um paint stuff for us basically and i was like oh yes thank you so <laughs> that that was pretty much it from from there they they contacted me and said someone dropped my name and um yay <laughs> yeah that's awesome i mean i i like like i said you know we we have been following your stuff for a long time and in fact um uh, as i mentioned in our previous episode one of the ways that i even stumbled across your stuff is i was looking for necrons that looked like terminators right with the red oh, instead yes! of the i forgot the about green. them I'm telling you, it's still like to this day, like some of my favorite models that I've seen, like they just like a whole bunch of Terminators out there instead of like the green glowy ones. Right. And yeah. so like those were so amazing. Thank and you. Um, and uh, I'm not surprised that Games Workshop has, you know, kind of picked you up and has featured you. I mean, you're like being shown along the likes of uh, people like, uh, you know, like James Wapple and and um uh angel uh Geraldes and like some of these like other like really big name painters that have been around the community for a long time and uh you're kind of like the new the new girl on the block a little bit in there um but it's, it's pretty awesome to see thank you well i i think they put me in there because because what how i paint is like an attainable like a relatively attainable level <laughs> in like a year's time whereas the the god the gods basically like the pantheon is like you see that and you're like well <laughs> no uh but um but at least with like my stuff it's like oh okay well I, i'm sure i can dissect this and 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 do this and they can anyone can like that's like kind of my whole like if, if you've seen like my youtube channel like most of my stuff on there concludes with and that didn't take any skill so <laughs> so that's kind of my brand if you will is is that it's it, you don't have to be God tier to paint well, essentially, or to paint something you're proud of. Yeah. 
Now, so I'm curious. I'm curious a little bit about the process, and and if we're getting into like, I'm sure that you had to sign non-disclosure agreements like out the wazoo with Games Workshop because, I mean, that's that's kind of how they roll. So if we're if we're going into territory that that you're just like I, I just can't talk about it, just let us know. But okay. um, like, do they? How far in advance do they send you their models to paint because they like to feature them relatively soon after they make the announcements for. Um, these things i'm not sure i can answer that okay. um but if you could i'll say this a reasonable usually it varies and usually a reasonable amount okay all right all right fair this that isn't mean... me trying to be vague this is just me trying to remember what's in what i saw yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, would yeah, be, yeah. it would not be an unreasonable amount of i can time. i can you can infer that i can either confirm nor deny <laughs> that i've signed anything so if an unreasonable right. amount of time is 24 hours we know <laughs> that it's not 24 hours we know it's right yeah, it's hours. left of launch <laughs> it, it varies i can say that good 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 so um is this is this um again like you don't have to you don't have to go here but i'm i'm you know i'm genuinely curious okay. is this something that like um well let me let me preface this a little bit uh games workshop has sort of reduced the amount of artists that they sort of have on staff like you saw um duncan leave you saw peachy leave you saw um and i'm, I'm blanking on her name i feel really bad about this but we sucked in she was amazing on there, by the way. Um, but you, you've kind of seen them pull away from that Warhammer TV tutorial that they used to be doing. Um, you're not seeing as many kind of paint sessions and, and things that they've done so much on Warhammer Plus as much anymore. And what you are seeing is a lot more of the um, community painters like yourself and, you know, James Waffle and stuff like that, that they're like highlighting like, hey, look at these amazing things you can do with these models, right? I imagine that like it's a lot cheaper, for example, to have you uh, do some great painting for them and show pictures of it versus, you know, hiring someone, you know, like Louise on there and, you know, be on the camera and be on call 24-7 painting up stuff for them. Um, so they've kind of pulled back from that model. Um, is this is this, you know, a, like a like a lucrative relationship that you have with games workshop or is this something you just get the models and it's like really for you to like showcase your talents and that, that brings in stuff for you like yeah. because of the name recognition yeah the the latter at least for me okay. um that's 100 percent the the latter option is exactly that um but i think you hit it right on the head that it's cheaper for them to just get free publicity from people that already have advertising for them basically rather than them keep artists in-house have to pay them and then only have them as their mouthpiece so i think from a business standpoint for them that makes sense they're they're kind of it feels like to me this isn't this isn't like anything that they've said but I, my background is in marketing I, had a, I have a business degree but from that standpoint i think what they're doing is as far as their marketing communication they're going to be using content creators like us to be their mascots instead of having their mascots in-house. That's just me theorizing. They, as long as we're not like biting the heads off bats and making their brand look bad, I don't think that they really have much reason to revert from a business standpoint, to revert mm -hmm. back to how they were because they just, they've got more mouthpieces now and they don't need to pay them. <laughs> 
and, and, and recognizable ones too, right? Like, I mean, yourself, right. um, sometimes they've had um, uh, uh, Miniac paint some stuff for them who's got a huge following, right? They've got like other big name painters do it. And so they, um, you know, Duncan arguably achieved uh, miniature painter celebrity status, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like everybody knew who Duncan was, and and you know it's kind of from their videos and and all that stuff that they did. And um, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of these painters, like yourself, uh, Vince Venturella, like other ones, like they all have their own YouTube channels now that you can go see their techniques on their own YouTube channels. They don't need to create it on, you know. Um, Warhammer Plus or Warhammer TV or something like that. So, I think it's. I think it's. In, I, I think you're absolutely right. That move is. You know, they they don't need to build up another celebrity. They've got plenty that right. they can go to. Right. You know, for it. So, it's kind of interesting. That that I think is going to be their strategy with that. Yeah. Um, and that way they don't have to worry about retaining them as well. Because yeah. they'll, they'll just have a big pool, and if someone wants to leave, that's fine. We got a big pool. I will say though that. Um, I think it does hurt their painting style though, their painting technique, because the, not like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that you use the Citadel paints the way that Games Workshop teaches their people to paint it, which is like the base, the layer, the highlight, you know what I mean? Like, but all of mine or most of mine is still contrast paints, which is still mm-hmm. GW. Yep. So yep. even, even though it's not to their traditional brand, it's still their product and they don't require yeah. me to do that. That's just how I'm comfortable painting. Yeah. Um, so do I they think require it's... you to use their, pro- their Citadel paint line. No, mm. and we, we can, um, I mean, I've never been told anything different about it before. Um, Obviously, if when you're submitting like photos for articles and stuff, don't have like 3D printed third party stuff. Um, like that just <laughs> that just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, like you can't convert using 3D printed stuff and then mm, have it on their okay. official website. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but as far as like paints and stuff go, they I haven't been told one way or the other. Interesting. Stop that or anything. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, that yeah. gives you freedom yeah. as the artist. Yeah, because I, I I think realistically, if that was the case they would just do it all and like it, yeah. it just right. wouldn't be feasible to have people sign up for that with any like sincerity i think yeah well and i think it's an acknowledgement that the the momentum of the business model doesn't require like a vertical chain of events mm-hmm. we come out with the model and the paint we show everybody how to do it and then we do this linear set of activities therefore we sell more stuff maybe that was the case i don't know how many years ago but now they get to put their stuff out into the universe and see what the universe says back to them and say, oh, well, geez, you know, when we put the sculpt out, we never thought that Darcy would do these things with it. And now, now it's exceeded our expectations, which I think is a cooler thing. In, ge- in my opinion, it's a cooler thing. Mm-hmm. The community sells the product. Yeah, basically. That's that's it in a nutshell, I think. Yep. So, Darcy, how do you get most of your commissions? Do they come in, like, through local, like, you're, you're in a local shop type of thing? Or do people hit you up online and say, like, hey, are you, you know, are you open to commissions? Can it's, I have you do something for me? Yeah, it's it's both. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised that here, like, in, in Tennessee, I basically put out the word well before, like, maybe two months before we left, saying, hey, I'm moving to Tennessee. What's the, like, what's it like there? As far as, like, gaming goes, this is what I, this is what I play, this is what I like to do. P.S. I'm a commission painter, so if anyone's interested, (laughs) hello. Um, And then, like, by the time I got here, I had, like, three or four jobs already lined up 
Um, and so that's that's all been through like word of mouth, just you know, posting, hey, I painted this on a local, you know, Facebook group kind of thing. Um, so it's it's word of mouth locally. And then I've had people um, just send me um, requests online as well. I'm I'm really, really um, haphazard, I think is the polite word for it when it comes to my operation. It's just like, hey, are you open? Do you want to paint this? Yeah, that, that looks good. Just send me an email. I'll send you like if you want to put down a, a deposit, go for it. If not, whatever. <laughs> I'm very, very um, laid back. What what kind of a percentage deposit do you usually target for most commissions? If it's big, if it's something that that I know I'm going to have to put in a, like there's a slight risk to it kind of thing. Like if, hey, if this falls through or if this is a, like, it's going to be a heavy amount of money, if something financially happens with them, I, I generally will ask for about half, mm. um, which no one has balked at before. Uh, but that's generally for like big centerpiece things that are big time investments, big money investments, because there's an opportunity cost for if you take those and someone backs out, you've not only lost part of the money from that, you've lost time you could have put into something else. So hmm. uh, I tend to not take those for that reason. I've never had it happen, but the fact that it could happen, I'm like, <laughs> so. And they, and I, I'm kind of a newbie in some of this, some of this stuff. So they pre-assemble it and they'll ship it to you pre-assembled. No, they, I'll usually, they, or do they send you the sprue and you, you, you assemble it up? I usually will do that way. I've worked on pre-assembled stuff before and it's just <laughs> such a, it's not worth it. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. No. Um, and even self-assembled stuff before I'm like, I should have just done this myself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, good it's, to know. Good I, to know. I, I sound like a total prick saying it like that, but just it's, it's like trying to, uh, finish someone else's story almost like you have to mm -hmm. like, see how they like put it together and then do it how you are comfortable doing it. So it's, it's just a hoop to jump through that. It's, it's just easier if I do it on my own. So I'll generally ask for new inbox or new on sprue or like if it's assembled something that's not crucial, like an arm, you know, like a, yeah. if the multi-piece arm, but if it's like a torso and the tail and the tail wraps around the legs and the legs are already there, then that that's kind of a deal breaker. I know um, that I actually really enjoy assembling and, oh really? Uh, yeah, I do. I I really enjoy it, and and part of it is because as I'm working through it, especially like a Warcry Warband, for example, as I'm working through it, I get to know those models really well. You know, I mean, you're like, okay, this is the guy with the swords, this is the guy with the hook, or whatever, and you know, there's like they're they're my own, they're my babies a little you bit. You talk to him too. And, hey, little guy, we're just gonna put yeah. this little shield on you. I might outsource some stuff good. to you because I can't stand assembly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that the one of the things that helps me is as I'm doing assembly, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting cloak. Like, this would be really cool if it contrasted with the leggings that they have, or you know, because uh, like I'm just kind of being able to, like just gluing that together and holding it, and looking at it. To me, is like you become intimately familiar with like what is going on on that model, like the dynamic pose that it has, and that's you true. know like where would the light hit this thing and you know like it, it gets me thinking about all of that when um i've gotten a lot of secondhand models before um you know just because i found them cheap on mm. ebay or facebook or something like that and and um i'm kind of like okay i have to take the time to almost study the models to become that familiar with it and like how i want to how i want to attack painting it you know so um i, I do uh, like assembling just for that while you're yeah, going, you're going I, to a place I, I, I agree with you. I do. I do think I prefer to. I prefer to paint a mini I've assembled, just for that knowledge, um, and I know what's tricky about it. 
I know. Oh, well, this is GW wanted this guy to be flying up off the, the base. And so his cape is actually the thing that's the structural element holding his little ass up in the air. You know, I already have an, I already have an opinion about that model because it's already frustrated me or it was easy or fun. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, and sometimes I use my painting step to fix my assembly mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I have done that. That is definitely a, definitely a factor for me. Like this isn't a mold line. It's a scar. It's a scar. <laughs> Right. Supposed to be there the whole exactly. time. A scar ever, running all the way up his leg. <laughs> do you ever paint on the sprue before assembly? Um, only if it's something that has. It's funny. I literally just did that. I um, was doing Abaddon, and it has the big um, scenic base um, that has like a Space Marine torso and a bunch mm -hmm. of random debris in it. That I did paint on the sprue, but only because I knew the edges that connected the sprue didn't need to be sanded down mm -hmm. or reprimed after it because it was going to have texture based over top of it, which I feel like it's kind of rare for most miniatures that you're going to have something that doesn't have an edge that's viewable. Like you might have like a edge, but like you're going to, the other connecting points you are going to have to mm -hmm. sand down and mm -hmm. reprime and stuff. So not usually. Yeah. This concept um, of sanding is new to me. Oh, <gasps> what? <laughs> Wait, are you being sarcastic or, or since he's oh. not, no, he's not. No, I use a little. Um, I'll use a little. Uh, the tiny razor blade X-Acto knife things, oh. and I just do a little shave after I get it off. Just oh, I do. I'm just really line. bad at it, so I have to sh I have to sand it. I, I do a lot of my stuff. I do oily and grungy and oh, so grimy, so it covers a lot of that stuff. I I've recently had to resort to lazy. the equivalent of a Dremel tool to fix mistakes I made. Oh wow. An assembly, and I'm like, oh, I really messed that one up. We're gonna, we're gonna take a, this whole, we're gonna take it all down a millimeter to smooth yep. it out. Yeah, I remember the first, <laughs> I remember the first that. time you assembled, you assembled your models, and you, you sent us a picture like this gorilla glue is just not working on these models, and we're like, I didn't know what to do. I was a newbie. <laughs> no one told me there was no like, hi, you just got a Games Workshop box. These are the six things you need to do. I was like, Justin. I'm failing miserably and I hate this hobby. You had like the solder, the solder helping hand things like pinching. Yeah, I was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So there is kind of like, like literally, how long ago was that, Justin, when first edition Warcry was on its way out and I bought a box of stuff that was following the meta and got it nerfed? A year ago. It got nerfed yeah. immediately after the new second yeah. edition came out. Yeah, last so, year, I think. That that's the only amount of time I've been doing games workshop stuff, but I I really think there's not enough, in my opinion, there's not enough. Hi, you're a super noob. Let's layer this, let's layer your knowledge from zero. Because that's what was that was me a year ago, literally. They so. did do, and I feel like they made an amazing tool and then they didn't market it at all. Like it they made the Citadel paint app, which mm -hmm. was a while ago. I want to say that was like 2018 2019 probably 2019 um and it was great it had like recipe lists on multiple different types of like colors and you could sort it by you know hue blues greens teals whatever they had a start to finish like like you said like an entry guide like here's your assembly stick here's your priming stuff like it was like a really good crash course it was free it there were no ads because it was just them it was a marketing tool for them but then you never heard anything else about it. They updated it, and there was a community article, and that's it. I'm like, 
this is a really well put yeah. together and helpful thing. I still will go back and look at it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's where I usually will like point people to who are like, like you said, Brando, where the hell do I start? Cause it's just a good, like one stop shop yeah. in the palm of your hand and it doesn't cost you anything. That would have been great. I mean, yeah. I, I just needed five minutes of somebody to explain to me yeah. the different different kinds of adhesives that you need when you're modeling. I yeah, just that, know. yeah, that that they would have just been like, well, the cement glue. You but. you have to buy our thing. I'm like, do I have to buy your thing or can I buy anything? You know, so there's stuff like that. That, yeah. that and and I think since I was the guy who was poo-pooing, like Justin and Jason were obsessing about modeling, and I'm like, well, I'll do it. I'll prove to you that this is terrible. And then I got totally hooked on it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, 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 I get it now, but I, I what I want to do now is find other noobs and say, Hey, look at these six mistakes I made. You, these are how you could avoid them and not go down the road. I went because the day is not going to come where I'm going to paint as good as Darcy Bono. That day is not going to come. No, Darcy. It can, it really it can, <laughs> if, but I'm also, you know, like a dad and I am I'm an employee and stuff like that. But I love painting. I've always loved painting canvases and this has been a really great outlet for my artistic side and it connects art and gaming together in a way that I, I never thought would happen. But I, I just, I've got a couple of friends who just won't jump in the water. They just, they're wearing their swim trucks. They're, they're standing on the side of the pool and you're like, get in the pool. Um, and join I think, us. I think the more people that join the hobby and even though I, of course I was following your Insta before I started painting, actually w- watching creators like you and a few others that I was interested in, you know, my goal was not to be that good. My goal was to just get in the pool and see what I could do. Um, and so I think you're really contributing a lot, um, to, to the hobby, uh, because it looks fun and interesting. It's it's a magical thing to take a gray sprue and bring it to life and give it mm. a story and give it light and, and a dynamic motion. It's almost like animation in a way through paint. Yeah, it's really that's cool. a really good way of putting it. I like that. So keep so, doing it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Don't stop. Yeah. One of the things um, that uh, I think is so... A lot of times, and we talked about this with quarter paint. I don't know. Do you know quarter paint? Oh yes, my yeah. God, he does some of my favorite orcs. I know he's a, he's he's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that um, we talked about with him is that, like, I could look at a picture if I'm scrolling through my Instagram or whatever, and be like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a quarter paint image, right? Like, it, he's just very distinct. And I think that every good artist has a style. And um, I'm gonna sh- go ahead and share my screen. Um, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you what your style is. Maybe you can comment about that. But if I were to say, what is Darcy Bono's style? Um, I think that your style is just clean, crisp models, right? Like um, that is, you know, even though you've got like some weathering here, like it's super intentional, you know, like everything's, everything's where it needs to be and pops out the way it needs to pop out. And so, um, I think that that is really the style that you bring to the table is just nice, clean, crisp models that just look really good. Thank so you. that's, that's what I think. That is it. That is what I try to be actually. That's how I enjoy painting. Um, so thank you that <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> awesome. So we, I, I pulled up your, um, <laughs> Ursula, uh, model from Cadia, Right. Um, she came out, what, it was about uh, eight months ago, I think? Yeah, six or eight. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, and she was sort of the centerpiece of the Cadian um, troopers um, for the Imperial Guard. Um, walk us through this model a little bit. Like, you got this. Uh, I think that's a custom base, though, right? Or is that her? No, base? she comes with that. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, yeah. Right. Pretty great, huh? Yeah. I, yeah, I was very happy with that because I, um, I don't usually do that. Like, she's not very grim dark but if you look at the base that is a grim dark landscape that's what that mm -hmm. 40k represents basically is a pile of rubble and debris i don't usually do that so uh when it comes to basing i am like uh dan said that he did canvas canvas is my kryptonite i if you give me a blank canvas i have no idea what the hell to do i'm just like uh, i think uh i'll draw a smiley face or something but that's me with like any kind of urban warfare, any kind of industrial grunge, my brain just stops and doesn't know <laughs> what it should look like. So the fact that that base came exactly like that, I was like, perfect. I will put the cement where the cement goes and the iron and rust where the iron and rust goes. Great. Uh, so that was pretty much it for the base. Um, and then she, I think her original box art has her in this weird like mint green, which yeah. I don't know. I was like, well, damn. Her dad had her his big cool black jacket. She's supposed to be wearing that on the back of her. She there's actually like the wound that supposedly I don't think he's dead. I think he's MIA if I remember correctly. Um, but there's like a this big. He's probably dead. Yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> well, it's 40k. Who knows? But he's uh, mostly dead. He's, he's mostly most, dead. He's probably dead. But yeah, there's there's that. I'm like, well, this is his coat. I'll paint it like his box art because it's his coat, and then do her in the original like standard Cadian mm. color scheme. Nice. Um, so that was pretty much it with her. That and I, her face was kind of a miracle because I got it right and was like, that looks great. I'll just touch up this one spot and hadn't, I have to paint female faces a lot in order to get in like a good confident rhythm. And I'd been painting nothing but like orcs before this, <laughs> before painting her. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just paint, I'll just touch up this one spot. And now she looks like a clown fan. Fantastic. And then totally, <laughs> totally messed it up. And went, Beauty's you know, difficult. Beauty I, is difficult. I, and I went, I'm not going to strip this because this is her face. And damn. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to layer over it. I'm just going to just start fresh kind of and do it again. So this is two more layers of paint than I care to admit on her face. But it actually filled her cheekbones out, <laughs> filled things out more nice. and gave her like a doughier like rounded i'm you know i'm getting there so i can't say anything just a older looking face uh and it worked i was yeah. like holy crap that <laughs> worked out happy so, accident happy yes. accident it, it's interesting to me that you you know you talk about like you know painting a female face versus a male face i think a lot of people are just like i'm gonna put some bugman's glow on this reckon fleshly and just hit it with a couple of uh you know like katie and flesh tone call it a day um, you know, and not think about like the difference between male and female face. Like, what do you, what do you have to look out for when you're painting a female face versus a male face? So take this with a grain of salt because I am still relatively inexperienced because most of my stuff are like beastmen, orcs, yeah, big right. car cartoonish fun faces that you can't really mess up. But from what I've noticed when painting faces in general, sex aside, is the less paint on the face, the better, except in her case where she was old and doughy. So that, that worked. But, uh, but I generally will just do white and then go with like shades and shade 
darker mm -hmm. instead of doing, like you said, the traditional Bugman's glow shade. And then, cause it's, cause you're putting layers and layers and layers on a tiny, tiny surface with tiny, tiny details. And I feel like unless you're like a really good painter and you understand how your, your consistencies work, you're kind of asking for disaster. So I will, because I screw stuff up all the time, the way that I found that's most reliable is just do thin shades rather than thin layers of paint and tint it that way. So so with women, I found that generally I will, that works really well too, um, because there's so much more subtle transitions. Because if you end up with like really gaunt cheeks, they either look like they have cholera or they look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So uh, I, I feel like it's easier to be careful with shades especially with female faces because of the more subtle tr color transitions um, yeah. is generally how I work with it. Sorry, that was kind of a rant, but. Um, no, no, it's uh, it's interesting because I'm, I was painting some um, faces the other day and I mean, granted they were male faces, they were clone troopers. So they're all the same faces. Um, but uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I realized like I, you know, I put kind of a nice base coat on there and then I, had some glaze consistency and just kind of like do, do, do. And I was like, I think it's done. Like, you know, cause like yeah. I didn't want to put like much more on there because uh, it would have like caked it up a little bit. And I was like, the highlights are highlighted and the lowlights are lowlighted. And I think I'm done. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of surprised at how quick it went comparatively to like, you know, their armor or the muscles or, you know, like the shirt or something like that, that they were wearing. So I'm kind of interesting. That's where awesome. my daughters of Cain were so painful because they're basically running around in bikinis on the mm -hmm. battlefield. All skin. So you all you have to it has to look real, it has to look not amateurish, and a stray a stray brush mark in the wrong place and 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 bad things happen. So I I gave myself a very difficult task as a newbie. It was Justin's job to give me orcs and he gave me Knight daughters and it's his fault so but i learned <laughs> I, I learned from it i learned from it i learned from it but it was painful i bet yeah. um so i i just pulled up i think this is if if i remember correctly this is a flux master yeah this is a kit bashed one actually that is a pink yeah. that's a pink horror from the original uh silver tower box uh and he's okay. got another another pink horror's arm holding that's actually the banner uh from the the current pink horror box um yeah. that i cut the the big burning uh, moon icon off and that is a 3d printed um thing of magic that little magic cones from uh make it make it epic basing they do a lot of really cool um 3d prints uh but i put that on there but that is a technically a pink horror but i was using it as the flux master in Warcry. now um what you know i i said your your style is you know crisp clean smooth um, the other part of your style that goes along with it is vibrant. Um, that I think so. Like, like you look at your ice orcs and like they are, you know, icy blue, but they're very vibrant. And your your autumnal um, sylvanet, right, that you have is very vibrant as well. Um, I don't think that any other model would scream out vibrant than this one right here. I think you've got every color in the rainbow on mm -hmm. this guy, which is kind of thematic to him. Um, what is interesting to me is like, if you look down, uh, like the, the, the transitions between oranges and reds are pretty like, I mean, that, that makes sense to me, but like this green to blue is just amazing. And like, how, how do you approach these types of transitions yourself? 
So that I literally, I can't remember if I was drinking or not. I know it was either my birthday or Mother's Day, but I was having a very good time. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was in a great mood. I was like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want because it's whatever t- the day was. Um, yeah. But I decided this was uh, was when Adepticon was coming up and I wanted to run Demons of Zinch and I wanted to make that one as nuts as I possibly could. So I literally just looked at the color wheel and followed the color wheel. And That's that hilarious. is 100% contrast paints. I think I added a little bit of fluorescent highlighting towards the end on some parts. But that's all the different contrast paints. And I, but if you look, it, it does just follow the color wheel. So look at his foot, the le- the blue foot. That's yep. just blue fades into green because green has blue in it. So that blends naturally. Yep. That green then fades into yellow. That's on the other side of green on the color wheel. That yellow yep. then fades into orange, then fades into red. It's just following the color wheel the whole way. There's not a spot on that model where the colors like, that aren't that aren't next to each other on the color wheel so the whole thing was actually really easy um because they those colors blend because whatever color is next to it is already in the next color if that makes sense do you find wet blending to be effective in this scenario or just yeah or just normal this guy was 100 percent wet blended um i would put i would put one down and then immediately put the other rinse my brush and then Mm. in between uh, and just keep moving the the contrast medium really helped with that because it keeps it workable longer but yeah he's a hundred percent wet blended as far as his like um body goes how do you with your working con uh, citadel contrast paint how do you control for the blotchiness that some people complain about the uh contrast medium and working in patches i feel like mm. when it came out gw really had this kind of like slather it message which you can but then you get what you get it's it basically you get an oversaturation because you're putting too much liquid on one surface that's not dispersing so in order to do that and to get it to disperse evenly i generally will tell people it's almost like icing a cupcake you wouldn't just go and put it i mean i would maybe but uh but but you generally when you're smoothing or or laying mortar for that matter you you're smoothing it over a surface instead of just dolloping it on top um so that's generally what I'll say is just mix in some contrast medium that keeps it working, that keeps it spreadable, and then work in patches so it's not just congealing in one location. That's great. Do you um, do you ever uh, balance out? Do you stay strictly in Citadel contrast and augment with some regular acrylics? Do you ever augment with like an Army Painter Speed Paint? Or a Vallejo uh, equivalent, or do you just kind of keep with the Citadel that's palette? A, that's a really good question, and um, I'm actually kind of in a crossroads with that because I did buy the new Army Painter Mega Set because I'd heard I'd heard rave reviews on the lack of having to work with the medium and kind of play by ear until you figure it out. Um, I haven't tested all of them, but the ones I've tested, I've really liked. But I have run into that activation issue here here and there not with all of them um but at this point the only reason i'm still sticking primarily to citadel is just because i i know it better um i have not tried any of the vallejo express just because i've got a lot i i need to get through the army painter one and experiment with that first cool cool but at this point it's just because i'm so familiar with the citadel contrast yeah your tool set is your tool set you know yeah yeah Yeah. there there are a few few colors in the army painter one that i'm like this is perfect this isn't in the citadel range i'm, I'm gonna work with this hmm. um they've got a really great one i think called noble skin which is this really yep. beautiful like deep 
chocolate brown, like not quite leather, but not quite wood either. It's it's really nice. Yeah, I yeah, I I bought the same set and I'm really enjoying it too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm not putting out your level of quality of work, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that's great. Um, one of the things that that um, that I've thought about as I've worked with the as I've been shopping through the Citadel paints, sometimes with the contrast paint, sometimes I worry that the two colors in the contrast paint are not different enough. Mm. Like the the two yellows are just yellow and yellow, and you can't really tell when it went from one yellow to the other. Have you, have you noticed that or is, or am I just being, a, um, yeah, being I did. Weird? I no, I did. There are definitely some colors that are pretty synonymous. Um, but one of them that I, I just did in the last, uh, word bears tutorial that came out, Tesseract glow and stinging scorpion. They've got a little bit different consistency to them. One's more of like a highlighter yellow. It's got a little bit more yellow yeah. to it. And the other one's got a little more green to it, but they're, pretty dang close um iron jaws yellow and oh it was one of the other ones it might have been eodin yellow they they were it's like comparing a lemon and a banana like it's like yeah i would know i would know the difference because i work with colors so much all the time but to someone that's just like okay i want a yellow it, it, yeah I, I feel like they kind of did um double dip a few times mm-hmm Cool, I had cool. a struggle i had a struggle with uh army painter speed paint yellow i don't even remember what the yellow was called but uh it's really I, an orange. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, I accidentally, like I was painting, I accidentally got some on another part of the model. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. So I'll wait till it dries and I'll go back. Well, I went back and I tried to go over it. And every time I went over it, it reactivated and came to the surface. Uh, that's and so yeah. I, I could never get rid of it. Like the I the, get the it reactivation the thing has been kind of, it hasn't been apparent in all of it, but when it's there, yeah. it's like. <sighs> I'm like, oh, boy. All right. Fortunately, it was kind of a, a tucked under so only i know That's it's good. there right yeah all my I one point, all, see it. <laughs> all my 1.0 speed paints are in a box right now i'm just using the 2.0 two I, I i don't really go to the one unless there's a color that i'm like oh i'm missing a color where is that great color but yeah just for that reason but then there's weird drying th sometimes the new army painter stuff dries a little scaly and it can peel yeah. in fact, which I, is a I little so that everything's pros and cons you got to figure out what's going to work yeah what, what works for your project all right, so here we have a plague marine um, that typhus. I think was very much uh, kit bash, right? No, that's typhus. That's just is straight, it really like all of the all typhus. of the uh, flies yeah. and all that too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Typhus, herald of Nurgle, herald herald of the plague. I can't remember his yeah. title. Yeah, typhus. When did you do this one? This was just this past summer or, or spring. Um, it's for 40 okay. hours of 40K. It was, a, um, I think it's still, it might still be ongoing. I'll send you the link if that's the case. But it was a charity event in the UK that was raising money for an organization called Calm, um, which was basically just a mental health support charity and um, anti-suicide um, program, basically. Uh, so donated him for that. Um, and the color scheme it was part of like a bigger army project. So the um, Matt who was running the project basically said, this is what we want it to look like. This is how we're going to paint it. Um, and he did the traditional like layering base paint technique. And I looked at it and went, well, I, I think I can do that with just contrast paints. And I did. <laughs> nice. 
So that's yeah. I th- I think contrast. you can see like you can definitely see like the contrast on the on the leather, you know, and mm-hmm. the skin here, and even on the armor right here, right? Like, and this is a testament to kind of what Dan was talking about, which is like if you followed that that initial GW, just slap it on and let it flow into the recesses, you'd get sort of that coffee staining, that blotchiness that you'd look. And I can see like how this has been smoothed out and like taken down into the shadows um, with that to give it that nice contrast on it, right? Um, not just from the contrast paints, but the contrast in colors, right? In the in the light shadows. So um, yeah, it looks uh, it, this looks really good. You can see sort of like this in this. It's, I assume this is smoke right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the on his back. There's like smoke coming out of these little like grenade yeah. looking things. Yeah. So looks great. Thank you. It's great. Um, now here we get into sort of your tyranids, right? That you have yeah. going on. In fact, I'm going to pull up these ones because these ones are probably my favorite. I know you have a closer image of. It yeah, that was the one. That's the. They're very patriotic. Red, white, and blue tyranids. They're great. <laughs> that that I can't take credit for because that was um, a uh, commission uh, for a guy who had the army box and was like, "Hey, will you do you want to paint these?" And I was like, "Yes." I wanted to paint them anyway, but getting money to paint things that I'd be painting myself, I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, he he gave me like a couple of um, things from online. A High Fleet Kraken is pretty close, but then there's another one. Um, it's like High Fleet and it's named after the giant crab that Hercules fought. That's name eludes me right now. Um, but that's why they're on the beach because they're that crab um, reference. Oh, cool. Mm. Oh, cool. I get it. That's great. Yeah. Thank yeah. Um, I What I like is the bl- the blues that you've put on there, right? Like it gives it almost a bioluminescent feel. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Just so, just enough. Not like a ton, but. Right. Now, did he, did he, uh, I assume it was he, the person that commissioned you, did they pick the color scheme or did you? He, he did the, it was basically, he did the red and the, and the bone color. Um, but he said, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like this picture because of the, in the picture that he had pulled from as a reference, it was much darker mm-hmm. red, like almost like a deep crimson and black. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how I got the blue involved. I was, oh, that's what it was. I asked, <laughs> what do you want for your accent color? And he's like, well, okay, whatever you want. So what's like, it? What's an accent color? Uh, basically your, your, your third color that no, pops, I... that brings the pop. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah for the folks at home, uh, it's the, uh, <laughs> it's the color that pops. Uh, so he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. I'm like, okay, well, it'll definitely be teal since he's coming out of the ocean. That'll tie it kind of all together, but still pop against the red. Um, so that it was mostly mostly his that I kind of augmented a little bit. So I, this kind of brings up a, a question that I have, which is like, um, you know, when you're taking these commissions, how much of it are is people saying this is the color scheme that I want for these, and how much of it is them saying I don't care, just make it look good? Um, you know, like like that, what percentage of your customers are either way? I'd say fifty fifty. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, yeah, I'd say 50, 50. I prefer for them to tell me what they want. Um, mm-hmm. because otherwise, again, it's the blank canvas syndrome where I'm yeah. like, ah, that could be anything. It's like telling yeah. me, make, make me some lunch. I'm like, well, what do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you feel? Are you feeling tacos? You're feeling pizza. So, um, yeah. I, I prefer, I can work either way, but if I had to choose, I would much rather prefer you tell me the direction to go. 
Um, cause otherwise I, I feel it's safest just to go box art and then enhance from the box art. Cause I don't want to take time making a color mm -hmm. scheme that I think looks good and then have it be total, you know, ass opposite from what they were thinking. Now that, you, that you mentioned great. that he had a, a thing that was very deep crimson red, but this, mm -hmm. you know, this looks like there's a lot of orange at the end, which if you look at a, a real legit crab, right, they've got a lot of orange mm -hmm. in them. It's not just red. So um, have you had it to where like someone's like, I want, you know, I want this Navy blue. And because, you know, the contrast that you're trying to make, you've got like Royal or some sky blue in there and people are like, Oh, that's too light. Or, you know, that's not quite the shade that I wanted. Has that ever happened to you? Um, not usually. Uh, I'll generally do like a color test on part of the model if I'm uncertain and say, Hey, is this good? Uh, and I don't think I've had any where they're like, no, that's too, that where I've had to really touch it up. I've had yeah. some where it's like, maybe add a little bit more whatever to it, yeah. but, but none where it's, I've had to like revamp anything mm. too much. Where'd you get that awesome. mini conch shell? That is also from uh, Make It Epic Basing. Uh, the three, the same guys that do the the 3D printed. It's um, a perfect fire. looking shell. Yeah, they they have one that's just sea critters. They have one with like little sea slugs. They have one with crabs. They have um, conch shells and sand dollars. That's um, cool. Yeah, either you can either buy the STL files or you can have them print it and send it to you. I think they're oh, one of the guys was out of North Carolina, but they're in the U.S. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my second favorite skirmish game uh, is Kill Team. You've got a kin, you know, a kin bad first rider here, um, and I love your camouflage cloak here. Thank you. I, I think it's awesome. Oh, it's um, super easy, man. It is unbelievable. Is it really? I did, I'll send you the link. It's on my it's on my YouTube page. It's laughably easy. Because <laughs> I need to paint um, some space marines, some snipers, mm -hmm. and I want to. And they have cloaks, and so I was going to do a camo thing. Yep, all uh, yeah. all um, sponging and contrast paints. And the only thing that's not contrast paints are the actual tiger stripes in there, and mm. that's that's pretty much all there is to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I um did I did some camouflage on some clone troopers because I did like a Kashyyyk world, um you know uh, Star Wars uh, army. So I got Wookies and Yoda and you know Kashyyyk troopers, and I I did you know a bunch of stippling in different colors and stuff like that for their um, camouflage armor. But I didn't put the tiger stripes on them because that wasn't sort of the the box art. I'm taking an image from the movie, right? So mm -hmm. using it as sort of the box art that I, you know, that I call it. Um, but I didn't put the stripes on them. I did put stripes recently on some, um, on my veteran guardsmen, like the, uh, you know, the death Corps Krieg, they've got mm -hmm. that sort of, um, that, uh, that, that role that's on the top of their packs. And I was watching the Pacific, which is like that world war two series. And I noticed that, um, the Marines that shipped out had those same backpacks with that same role on top. And it was their camouflage poncho. Huh. That they would wear and so i did a um kind of i i i had colored them in like a light blue kind of the horizon blue french cloak from world war one as their mm -hmm. coats mm -hmm. right and so the the um camouflage that i put on there was gray black and white basically right that would kind of blend in a little bit better instead of like a green you know um and so 
it worked out okay. It was just a tiny area, and I had to like you kind of have to exaggerate it a little bit more than what it would be in real life, just because it's a miniature, right? And um, I thought it worked out okay. So we'll see. We'll see how it looks on the table. <laughs> but cool. Yeah, but camouflage is uh, one of those that like it seems easy, and then it can be easy. But then if you do it wrong, then you're just like, what am I doing wrong here? You know. So um, yeah, it's one of those lesses almost one of those less is more kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love your, you know, orange hair, blue skin contrast there. That's such Thank a you. great contrast. And it, that orange hair really brings that, that focus to the face mm. and the head of this model. Um, Cause a lot of people want to look at the gun, you know, this kind yeah. of capture pathfinder or it's not a capture pathfinder cause they're part of the, the Tau empire. Yeah. But um but they uh, they want to look at the gun, but you know you draw it right back to his head with that, which I think is great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let me pull up these these guys. So um, one of the things, so I have this love hate relationship with Yellow Space Marines. Um, when they are done really well, I love them. Like I love them. And when they're not done very well, like I loathe them, like they're horrible, you know, and um, I really, it's like they, to me, it's like you really need to do them well to look really good on the table. But if you do do them well, boy, they look sharp. They look really, really sharp. So what is your trick in working with yellow? Is this all contrast as well? Yes, it is. So um, wow. yeah, as I sound super conceited in this, but I, this I was patting myself on the back for, um, this is my most popular YouTube video. It just came out before we moved and it's got like, God, I think it's like 50 or 60,000 views because people don't like painting yellow. The yeah. real thing. And it's, this is again, like no skill involved. So Imperial Fist Yellow, appropriately named the new contrast paint goes on super smooth, super, like none of that congealing stuff, unless you're really, really dunking it. It's, it goes on perfect. The only downside is there's no actual con like contrast because there, it doesn't sink into the surfaces. It doesn't create like that usual contrast paint effect because it's so yeah. dense. It's so opaque. So in order to get around that, all you got to do is shade it with Gore Grunta brown. It's like that Sienna rust color oh, okay. of, yep. of contrast paints. So thin that, use that as your, your shade color. That gives you this awesome like construction orange. And I honestly will go over the whole miniature. So I do the Imperial Fist Yellow, coat it in the in the shade coat of Gorgruncha yep. Brown, or Gorgruncha Fur, I think is what it's called. And you get a construction color. Then I'll go over and stipple the hell and dry brush the hell out of it. So you, your highlights are now white again, but you mm. still got the you still got the construction yellow in the recesses. Then go over that again, just on that parts that you've lightened with another thin coat of Imperial Fist Yellow to get that bold yellow back up. So you can see it on that guy's, the minigun guy's leg there. The inside of that leg yep, is orange, right everything yep. else bright yellow. And that was all just glazing, dry brushing, and another glaze. What so color, you're what color are, are you using to stipple, Darcy? What color uh, just, just, just white. So that when, white. You, okay. when you put the yellow, you can do ivory too. Either, either one. If yeah. It'll just give you a more saturated yellow. Oh, but just, just so your second layer is like 
sitting on top of something bright, basically. So you get the actual pigment that kind of matches what you're originally going for. Correct. Well, on top of the, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and I did, so, I did go and edge highlight some of some of that. You can go back and edge highlight by mixing just a little bit of white into the Imperial Fist Yellow because it's so dense, even though it's a contrast paint. Once you mix it with a regular acrylic, it just becomes a thinned regular acrylic, basically like a layer paint. So I did, I did go through, lighten it, um, and do some edge highlighting with that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can see it now. You you stippled and dry brushed with the white, and then just mm -hmm. covered the whole thing again in in the yellow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because it it that yellow went over the Gorgranta fur as well, right? And yeah. So you do your yellow, then you do your Gorgranta, and that makes it the construction yellow. Then you do yeah. the stippling of the white, then the second second rebrighten it back up. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can yeah. send y'all send y'all the link. It is it is ridiculously. It's it's easy. The only like difficult part is just like building up that white stippling because if you don't do it enough, you're just putting yellow on a slightly like orange light, barely lightened surface. Mm. This is great. Yeah, very good. And I'm going to watch love... the video. <laughs> Say again. This is great, and I'm going to watch the video. <laughs> I have a question on the yeah. on the tiny little white dot in the sight of the minigun. That's gloss. Do you, do you use a brush or do you just use no, that a... Was a... That was a gloss varnish. That's me cheating. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's actually light reflecting off that so gloss So that's varnish. real. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's that's just why work harder than you have to. Came alive. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome. exceptionally lazy. I am very lazy. So I will just... If it works, it works. <laughs> now, if you look at up here... You've got a darker kind of upper part and then like a more red orange. Here, let me see if I can zoom in. Oh, those aren't great. Those I kind of half assed. <laughs> I mean, they look great because I, I know you put the gloss over it, right? Like you can I did. tell like, yeah. it's a little glossy. But, <laughs> but uh, it looks like you've got a darker color here mm -hmm. and then like maybe a red and then you kind of put a, like an orange or a salmon. So I'll actually, like, do it in, I'll actually do it in reverse since I'm working with contrast paints. You do, oh, okay. do you do the orange and I'll turn my miniature upside down on my word bears um, tutorial. I just did. Uh, you'll see it on there. If I'm doing lenses, I turn it upside down. So I'm working with white, right. As the base coat. Yeah. And then you do, I will usually do like Eodin yellow. Cause it's this kind of orange, just like fiery yellow. Put uh -huh. that on there first. It'll sink. Most of it will sink towards what is the, I'm pointing at the screen. Like you guys can see my fingers <laughs> will sink towards that. Cause you're holding it upside down. Right. Yep. Then you go in with your red. Your thin uh, flesh tear is red is usually what I'll use. That turns that yellow to orange and it'll uh -huh. sink and again, sink towards the top. Then you go in with, I'll usually do another layer of that, like a tiny, like you're getting smaller and smaller because you don't want to overwhelm that crescent, right? At the bottom. Yeah. And then I'll go in and put another thing of flesh tear is red. So it's a saturated red at the top. And then still upside down, put a tiny, tiny dollop of black Templar in there while the red is still wet. So that way it blends into it. And you know we're super zoomed in here, but this is like a the, millimeter, like, a millimeter. It's maybe? it's insanely small. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I was like, oh my god, this is. It's like yeah. a ball head or like a ballpoint ball pin, pin head, yeah. basically, right? Yeah, it's. So. You, I did use a tiny brush for that, which is again why I use contrast paints instead of layer like the traditional acrylics, just because that's such a small surface. It's instantly going to get chunky if you're doing yeah. three layers, three or four layers of paint of that type of body paint. Right, right. It makes sense. That's awesome. 
Well, so, we've all learned something about lenses now. Sorry. Clearly that was really long. Us, no, no. Clearly none of us knew how to do lenses until just now. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known that. I've got droids that needed good lenses. And now they're just like, <laughs> ah, it's glowing red. It'll just glow. The whole I, thing. Dude, I don't know seriously, I, I almost gave up because I screwed it up a couple times. Uh, when I went to do the, that's what it was. I went to do the the trim, that little like silver part and I messed it up and I was like, I might just make it glow. But yeah, I've definitely done that before. I'm just like, forget it. Forget it. It's glowing. It's electronic. We know what it is. That's great. We all want to endeavor to be that that precise. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're getting near the end here, Darcy's, but I want to ask you two questions, but kind of our two parting questions for you. Okay. If um, you had a brand new person who was really interested in the hobby, like what piece of advice would you give them? That's the first question. The second question is, is um, what do you struggle with right now in painting and hobbying? So answer those in any order you choose. I'll do the one that I know the answer to. Um, the one I struggle with is weathering. Okay. And any kind of industrial surface. I, I love orcs. I love them so much. I love their infantry, but most of their really awesome models are all the mechanized, you know, buggies and the big old death dreads and death rollers and stuff like that. I got into them because one, I love orcs, but I got into them because I, I wanted to like, I was like, all right, I'm going to get good at weathering. I'm going to get good at this crap. I never ever test. And it's going to be with the guys I love. Damn it. And I, I, I did a death dread and I kit bashed a rhino, a space marine rhino into a truck. And it looked, I was happy with it. I thought it looked great. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like doing it. It's just, I can make it work and I can make it look like, oh, that looks nice. Like that looks like a weathered beat up vehicle, but I don't enjoy the process. So honestly, I, I, I don't know why, but I, that is what I want to be like comfortable with, but still somehow enjoy it. So that's what I'm struggling with right now is like yeah. doing weathering, but liking it. And I don't know if that's going to actually ever happen um, because my husband is all about weathering. He does scale model stuff like the World War II stuff. So I've got a guy in my house that'll just do it for me. So, <laughs> so his you subcontract that out. Darcy. I do. I, his honey do list is please put weathering on these treads. Thank you. Goodbye. And do um, some dishes. Do, no, I'll do the dishes. I'll vacuum. Can you please weather my death copters? Cause I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll that unclog the sink. That won't happen in my marriage, but I can only imagine. I can only wish. I can only wish. <laughs> but the uh, what was the other one? Uh, the other the advice to a new person getting into the hobby. Like, what what would you give them? Um, start small. Um, people jump in like feet first and buy like a whole army. Which I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you're enthusiastic. But are you sure? Kind of thing. It's like marrying someone after the first date. That's like big commitment on limited information. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I would say, I would say start small, pick what you think looks cool because regardless of the meta, you might not even like playing. Um, cause I, when I started uh sixth edition fantasy, I was like, Oh yeah, I mean, my friends are going to play. This is gonna be great. Lizardman. Yay. And then I died literally every game I played and went, well, I'm just going to paint. So I'm glad <laughs> I didn't buy like a whole massive army and, you know, spend all that time doing that. So I would say pick like, two boxes and they don't even have to be from the same army of what you think looks cool um and go from there uh and then just as far as like actual information gathering again the this i honestly the citadel color app i think is really helpful as far as seeing like how colors interact but like once you know how to build a certain color and what colors you like 
you can kind of go from there and flavor to taste once you, once you know how to make those colors, um, which I feel like the Citadel app does a pretty good job at demonstrating in like a concise way. So that, and then um, uh, find a YouTube channel you like. I, I feel like there's so much information out there compared to when we all started. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, what what you can learn in a short amount of time just because everyone it's, it's just a hive mind of knowledge so find something a style you like and someone you like that teaches you it, it. yeah i think i think uh i i love your last <clears throat> point there find a style you like because i know i started looking at all sorts of videos and the conflicting styles were giving me conflicting techniques you know, yeah. and so yeah. I was kind of like mashing these things together in a Frankenstein thing and being like, why doesn't it look the way I want? And it was because I wasn't going for a style that I was hoping for, you know, and I think everybody, everybody ends up developing sort of their own style, mm -hmm. right? You got to kind of work on things and, and figure out what works for you and what you like. And, you know, I paint my lenses this way. I paint my, you know, I paint my armor this way. I paint my other things this way. And that you sort of develop into your own style. But in the beginning, you're just trying to figure out what you like. And so pick pick one or two things because there's so much information out there that you could absolutely get lost in it and um, end, up, end up feeling like you're not doing anything that you like. So, you know very good but um but i will recommend to all of our listeners to absolutely check out darcy bono follow her on instagram follow her on uh and on instagram on, on she is YouTube. darcy underscore yep. bono uh underscore creations and yep. how do we find you on youtube um if you look darcy bono creations on there it, i should come up luckily there's not too many darcy's out there so it it's <laughs> the searchability is okay uh, um We'll put you in the links down below. So yeah, if look, our listeners want to click on that like that, we can get you there. Yeah, sure. I th I I would I would say it's slash Darcy Bono Creations, but now I'm second guessing my underscores <laughs> on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Your YouTube is youtube.com slash at sign Darcy Bono Creations. All one word. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And now awesome. I know. it's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. We love it. We love you. We love your work. Oh, thank you. You're getting lots of likes and like, uh, you know, we're clicking all the time. I know you get thousands of likes. Just know that we're huge fans and we're, we're hitting those little hearts all the time on your work. Thank it's, you. been really, it's just really phenomenal. Appreciate it. You and bet. we need to get you out to the Nova open. I know so. maybe, Hey, we next might year. be, we might be in DC next year. Cause this is a, this is a temp assignment. We're only here a year and we'll be pretty dang close to DC and his career field. Like what he does will probably end up that way. So it's a pretty good well, chance. We're, cool. We live in the area where a lot of people who work in the DC and your husband's career field live. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see if you need any help finding a place. <laughs> we have a around. growing war cry community. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> God, I haven't played since we moved. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So very good. Well, thank you awesome. so much for being on the show, Darcy. We loved having you. Thanks um, for having me. You know, yeah, we love amazing. we love oogling over your photos uh that you do. And I mean, maybe another topic of conversation another time is how do you take such gosh darn good photos? Oh my so, gosh. You know, like I was gonna a, ask that. Okay. All right. Well, another we'll topic for another day. Now yeah. we got a reason yeah. to bring her back. <laughs> exactly so thank you so much for being on the show and everybody well, like we said you can check out her links below um in the comment section and um give her a like give her a follow and uh as for everybody else we'll see you all at the tables have a great night everyone see ya later